Hello, everyone, and welcome to Riding in Cars with Cats. I'm your host, Mike Tanner, and today I want to talk about teamwork. Specifically, I want to talk about teamwork as it relates to scarcity in business. So, a couple of years ago, I was looking at a social media consultant's website. Now, I do social media consulting, so I guess technically they're a competitor. They're someone that I've known for a few years, I've done a little bit of work with, I've worked with them on various projects and, and organizations. They're really fantastic, so I've never really thought of them as a competitor. But they certainly are in terms of the services they offer in some cases are similar to the services that I offer. And one of the things that struck me is on this individual's website, they have a post that says, here's all of the social media consultants that I know of in Nova Scotia and specifically in Halifax. In some cases, if they're individuals that she's worked with, uh, she has a, a bit of a bio about them, sort of here's you know why it's a great idea, almost a testimonial. Here's why it's a great idea to work with that individual. And I remember thinking like, what? Why, you know, Coca-Cola doesn't have a section on their website that says, like, look, if you don't like Coca-Cola, maybe check out Pepsi. Um, and I never really understood it at first. And then I chatted with her about it one day. So uh, the, the first thing is that there are SEO reasons why that post actually makes sense. It actually gets her a ton of search traffic. And most people, if they come to her site, are actually going to go with her as the service provider. There are going to be some who are going to say, oh, I'd heard about that person. I want to give them a try. But in general, um, you know, it's, it's going to be most people are going to look at her service. Um, but the second thing that she said to me, which is something that has really, really struck with me uh, as time has gone on. She said, you know, honestly, there's enough work for everybody. And as business owners, we sometimes don't feel that way because in some cases we're struggling to get, you know, leads, new clients, you know, every uh, individual like myself who has sort of a, a service based uh, business sometimes struggles with lulls in business where, look, I, you know, I just don't have the the clients right now, uh, you know, I was talking last night with someone about recurring revenue. And I said, you know, one of the one of the big challenges is trying to get enough recurring revenue. And you're not constantly worried about what else is in the funnel and, and what you have coming up for leads. And I just thought it was really interesting to have this conversation with someone who basically said there's enough work for everybody. And when I started to think about it, I realized there really is, in most cases, enough work for everybody. We don't, in these sort of service and consulting industries, which is where I spend most of my time now, that's sort of the space that I'm in, there is a, a constant stream of potential customers. And in most cases, it's just you establishing your value to some of those individuals and also making sure that they understand the services that you offer. You know, I was talking to someone the other day and when they talked about some of the services they offered, I was like, I didn't even realize you did that. And they said, yeah, nobody does. I haven't marketed that well. So, it, you know, in some cases, it becomes just having people know about what it is that you have to offer. But the other thing, and this is where sort of the teamwork aspect comes into play. You cannot uh, help but work together 
if you're going to grow an industry. Now, you can decide you want to dominate an industry and you want to be the disruptor of a market and you want to be the name and that thing. But the more you grow awareness and understanding of that particular industry, the better. Yesterday, I was sitting down with Michael Boyd of Podcast Atlantic, and we were talking about consulting services, which both of us do. Uh, Michael offers a much more in-depth sort of podcast production consulting. And most of the consulting that I do for podcasting is more on the back end. It's foundational and sort of like, hey, look, why are we doing this? What business goals is it serving? And really more into the business and marketing aspect of podcasting. So Michael and I have the same basic people that we're looking at in terms of clients. Michael and I are both doing consulting work and support for individuals who want to have podcasts. We both do those things, but we both do them very differently. And there's different aspects that we focus on for those two things. So, you know, my ideal podcasting consulting client is not the same as Michael's ideal podcasting client and vice versa. Uh, The thing that I think we fail to do sometimes is really, really focus on our ideal client and the person we can help the most. I'm working with a medical organization right now, and one of the things that we're doing is working uh, on internal referrals. They've got different types of practitioners within their business, and we're working on different referrals. And so they don't work, um, schedule-wise, they don't work super closely with one another. So they know each other, but they don't necessarily really, really dig into how each of them practice. And so one of the things that I talked about when we looked at doing these referrals was to understand really specifically the the wins that we've had and not just like, oh, I can treat people with this or this, but like, here's a situation where this was a really, really great client for me. So one of the things that Michael and I talked about yesterday and, and that I specifically talked about was, look, this is what a great client looks like for me for podcasting consulting. And the fact of the matter is, If they don't look that way to me, I'm going to suggest to them that they check out Michael's services because it just makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense for me to provide, you know, half or okay service when instead what I can do is refer those individuals to someone else. One of the big things we're always afraid of, I think, is that if we tell someone I'm not the right person for that particular job you have, you should go to this person. We have a couple fears. Number one, we're always afraid of how that interaction will work out. Because when I recommend someone else for services, I am really putting my reputation on the line to go along with their service. And if the service they provide is bad, it's going to come back on me. So I've always been very hesitant to refer individuals unless I have a really, really great Uh, lasting relationship with them. But the second thing I think that happens is that sometimes we think 
well, they're going to think I'm not good at things if I'm pushing people towards a different thing. Um, there's been lots of web projects that I've had where I've basically said, look, I am not the right person for this. I do not have the particular skills you're looking for from a build perspective. And I think you're going to want to look at someone else. And in particular, here's the someone else that I think you're going to want to look at. And I think we think it's that scarcity. We think, well, if I don't build this website, you know, maybe another website's not going to come along. And we look at everything from this scarcity perspective. The fact of the matter is, there's a lot out there. People are starting businesses left, right, and center. There's people who are leaving their jobs and starting their own business. There's people who are starting side hustle on top of side hustle on top of side hustle. And they need a lot of the services that I have to offer or that you have to offer or whatever the case may be. Um, I think that we need to stop focusing so much on beating out our competitors to get to a particular client and start focusing on two things. Number one, making sure that people can find us properly, you know, and making sure that when people find us, they know what we really have to offer. You know, when people come to a business and they kind of go, I had no idea that this was, I, I was working, um, doing some work for an organization um, who most people don't know that they're a charity. So I'm working with them on uh, crafting some content that will sort of feed into people's understanding that they're actually a charity. And without making it seem like some sort of handout situation, because they do have a you know service and offering those kind of things, but they are an actual charity. Most people don't know that they are, and so they they lack that that proper interaction for that. And so, the biggest thing I can say is be very vocal and confident. In the, surf- in the services that you should be vocal and confident in. There are things that I will tell clients, yes, I do that. I am probably not the best person for the job for that. There are people who are better than that. If, if your budget does not necessarily fit with what they can do for you, these are certainly things I can offer and that I've done before, but they're not the things I'm super confident doing and that I feel great about doing. And I think one of the things that we need to do as freelancers, as small business owners, as consultants, etc., is really try and focus our attention on the things that we really are great at. You know, there is this be a generalist versus be a specialist conversation. And I always find it tricky because or I have found it tricky because I've always thought to myself, well, you know, I I like teaching people about this and I like showing people the value in this and I like explaining this and I like, you know, coming up with a strategy for this. And what I've sort of realized is that my, my actual specialist thing, the thing that I'm good at, is getting people to understand something. So it may not be that I'm the best SEO 
expert in Halifax, in fact, it is 100% not that I am the best SEO expert in Halifax, but I'm able to explain SEO to clients so that they understand what they need to know, what they need to do in ways that many are not. I was, I realized this the other day, actually, when I was talking to someone about a, uh, a presentation that we had actually both seen and I had got a lot of value out of it. And they had sort of said, you know, I, I just didn't, you know, I, yeah, I get it, but I just don't see really how it relates to me or how I can use it. And the presentation had been about 45 minutes long. And I began talking to this individual about that presentation. And about two minutes later, they said, I now understand this far better than I understood this when the presentation was actually given. And this became part of my realization of, well, one of the reasons I have all these different offerings is that I'm able to really easily connect people with those ideas and those offerings. So I may not be the world's best podcast producer. And in fact, I have an amazing uh, producer, Brad Murray, who takes care of the audio editing for the episodes I actually send them lately. I've been, I've been just wanting to get stuff out super quick. So I've been posting stuff right on the app, but, uh, all of the things that you hear with the nice noise and the nice theme music and that have better audio quality, those are all done by Brad Murray. And, uh, you know, he's the expert for that, but I feel very comfortable in my abilities to explain podcasting and to, you know, really dig into why someone would want to do a podcast or or what they want to do with their podcast. So I think the biggest thing is making sure that people understand what you do. There's lots of space for all of us in these fields. There are tons and tons and tons of companies who are all needing social media consulting, um, like so many businesses that actually need social media consultants. There are so many businesses that need a new or improved website. There are so many businesses that could benefit from better content on their sites, stuff that actually tells the story they want to tell and gets people to do the things they want them to do. There are lots of different things that people need And what we need to work on is making sure that people understand that we can give them these things. And I think until we are confident and vocal in making sure that people understand our offerings, we're going to continue to think that scarcity is a real thing. And Scarcity can be a real thing in certain industries. You know, I, I talked about, you know, Coke versus Pepsi. There are a certain number of soda drinkers. Now, you can try to get more soda drinkers, but there are people who are just not going to be soda drinkers. There's only a set number of people that are actually doing that thing. And so when you, when you look at scarcity that way, And when you look at your business as something that involves scarcity, we have a tendency to 
basically try to keep it all for ourselves. I'm never going to be the person that does that. I talk constantly about the best web developers in town, about the best social media developers in town, about the best uh, social media uh, managers. I mean, uh, I talk regularly about these are the best content writers you're going to find. These are the best of everything. Because I think that customers deserve the best of everything. And when customers realize that my belief is that they deserve the best of everything, and that in some cases I'm willing to walk away and instead point them towards the best of something, then when I eventually say, I'm the best at that, or I should help you with that, they're actually going to say, well, they've always offered me, offered to connect me with who's the best. So now they're saying that's them. So let's go ahead with that. The last part of that before I go is that if you're going to say you're the best at something, if you're going to say you're good at something, if you're going to provide services to clients, you'd better do great work. There have been a couple of clients I've worked with lately who have worked with different services for, um, for what they're doing. And when I looked at the work that they'd received for what it was valued at by that company, I just basically said, they're not providing value. Like that's not good work. And no one, no one should pay for that period, let alone pay, you know, sort of what was paid. So if you think to yourself, since it's scarce, I'm going to get paid on a couple of these gigs and I'm going to try and make big money quick. Got to get this out there. If you're not going to provide that service and that value to your clients, you're going to get found out. And at that point, when the community finds out that you're not good at that offering, that's when your clients are going to become very, very scarce. Thank you very much for joining me today. I hope you got a lot out of this. This is obviously something I'm super passionate about. If you have any questions about this or comments or want to know how you can apply it to what you're doing, please reach out. It's at One Red Cat Media on basically every platform. Uh, you can also reach me, uh, Mike at oneredcat.com. And of course, check out the website, oneredcat.com. And, uh, I'm happy to hear from you as to, uh, what you're enjoying about the podcast, what you're not enjoying about the podcast, how you think I can do better. Um, if you think that my next podcast should obviously be about potato chips, anyone who follows me on social media, will learn a little bit about that or even heard the last episode. Uh, so thank you very much for joining me today and have a great, great day.